0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Final hour of the get right with Reggie KG on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers mm. 105. Three of the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. That's right. Chris Strong holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckred.com text line 877-881-1053. We're going to get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Monday night busy Monday night of action across the sports landscape at Kevin Gray sports at Reg at a If you want to get at us on Twitter as we're back full shows, full time Rangers win the world series. That's right. Mavericks win tonight. That's also correct. Um Stars unfortunately fall tonight. Unfortunately, that is also true. FC Dallas still handling business right now in the, uh, MLS Cup playoffs right now. Yeah,
2: they they come to a decisive game three in their first round matchup with the Seattle Sounders. That match will be Friday night, 9 p.m.
1: I feel like the series has been for forever at this point. Because when did the playoffs start. Forever ago, I guess I don't remember. It was in the middle of the World Series run. I couldn't pay attention. Oh man, a lot of things happening. That's gonna be my favorite part of 2023 sports wise. is
2: just the gap in your memory. Yes, from from the postseason
1: because locked in so much on the on the MLB playoffs and with good reason as the Texas Rangers uh, win the World Series uh, from the six (laughs) eight two.
2: Sorry, I just saw Victor Wimbayama pin somebody shot on the backboard. It feels like he's gonna get one of those a game. Just a ridiculous block.
1: We're going to see him for the next 15 years. Just out here just doing incredible stuff.
2: I mean, that's assuming that the, the tall man affliction does not hit him with, like, the foot injuries.
1: Oh, wow. Is that, is that what we're doing?
2: No, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's one of those things that happens with the, when you get uh, really tall dudes, particularly ones that are not just centers, dudes that have a little bit of movement to them. Foot injuries are one of those things that we have to watch out for. So I'm, a, I'm hoping that he does not have one of those that really takes him out of the game.
1: You know what that randomly makes me think of? Kevin Durant has come back from really two of the more, you know, devastating injuries that you could have as a seven foot tall basketball player the Jones fracture and the Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I don't think people have a real appreciation for what Kevin Durant, injury wise, has been able to come back from because those are two injuries that. Has the potential to derail your career at either point of his career. And the ways in which
2: he is still so very
1: good after yes. them.
2: Even if you see some level of a slight decline, like defensively, is where you can definitely notice it nowadays. Mm-hmm. He's still really good. And that's that says something considering that he's had the Achilles injury and also the um the Jones fracture.
1: hmm Uh that's how we kick off your headlines here on this Monday night. We got Monday night football with three twelve left in the fourth quarter. The Los Angeles Chargers beating down the Jets 27-6. to 6. Joey Bosa, two and a half sacks. Khalil mack got a strip sack of his own um, as the Chargers haven't got a lot from Justin Herbert on the night, but defensively have just been completely dominant over Zach Wilson and the New York Jets as the Chargers look to move to 4-4 four and four on the season. As I mentioned, Joey Bosa two and a half sacks. Khalil Max got two sacks. Um, I'm not even gonna try to say his name, but a really good player on defense uh, named Thule. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, Tui Tui Pulotu. Pul- 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 That's why I didn't Tui even. Pul- yeah. Tui Pulotu. Yeah, he's got two sacks as well. Uh, so in total, but you're not even trying. Well, mm. I I, mm. Get, I said. I said the guy with you know Tuli's his first name. And you decide to take on the challenge. Good for you for being a better, man, better man than me. That's right. Uh, Never seven. Never forget it. Seven, seven sacks in total for the Chargers tonight as they are just whooping uh, the Jets. Zach Wilson, twenty-five of thirty-nine for two hundred two on the night. They got a real problem with that Dalvin Cook thing.
2: Oh boy, he's showing, throwing forty. Well, yeah, Dalvin Cook was already not looking like he was already not looking like himself in Minnesota. I still don't understand why they went and made that deal. They had a bunch
1: of running backs that looked good in their system. Well, you know who was the starting quarterback at the time when they brought him in there? Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers would have blocked for him. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, I mean, you would have had him throwing the football, create some balance there with two so really good running backs.
2: You already have really good running backs. You just gave up capital for a dude who was not looking
1: like himself anymore. Well, Brees Hall was coming off the torn ACL. You know, I, I get, I, I like the move at the time when they made it. I didn't. Uh, I thought it was a. Uh, Another way to add some more offense there, but it just hasn't worked out. But namely, of course, there's no Aaron Rodgers. That's a big deal there. Uh, but yeah, that, that
2: offensive line isn't all that great. Which, uh, hey, maybe that should make y'all stop talking about Derrick Henry like he was about to fix this. <laughs> but it probably won't. What are you doing? Talk your there? talk. <laughs> talking directly to the Cowboys fans. What do you mean? I I did not hide my hand there at all. I talked directly to the Cowboys fans.
1: <laughs> Get Derrick Henry up in here. Uh, look, man, like that was going to change something. Run game is not good for the Cowboys right now. Boy. And your your man, Big Mike, better get to work. Come on, Big Mike. Uh, Speaking of running backs, I feel terrible for this player. Cam Akers tore his Achilles again. (sighs) Yeah, man. Uh, But this time it was in the other leg. He tore his left Achilles this time around. Of course, he tore his right Achilles in the first week of the 2021 season when playing for the Rams. He tears his left Achilles on Sunday. Uh, as the Minnesota Vikings got the win uh this past weekend man it's hard out here for running back yeah that's uh shout out to Josh Dobbs, though, who came in uh had a hell of a game to be able to Helped him get that win. Josh breaking in case of emergency Dobbs.
2: Like, he, this is the, woo, this is the third time that he has showed up to a team on a short notice and then done this.
1: And it's like, hey, I got you. Don't even worry about it.
2: And it's like what they did was they were like, we need to raise the level of difficulty because with the Titans and with the Arizona Cardinals, at least he got to practice before it. This time, he ain't even, t- there's no way he took snaps because there's no way that they were like, hey, we're going to we're going to give you snaps when we need to get Jalen Duran. Is that his name? No, Jalen Duran's the uh, NBA player. What's his Jaren name? Hall. Jaren Hall. Jaren Hall. It was one of them. Um, Jaren Hall, ready for this game. There's no way he took snaps. He just jumped in once Jaren Hall ends up in concussion protocol, and he he must have just been telling these dudes, "Hey, um, number eighty. What I'm gonna need you to do? I'm gonna need you to go here. I want you to ha- hang a right, <laughs> and then
1: I think I'll find you down I'll there. I will find you, but yeah. mo-
2: more likely than not, I'm gonna run because I don't know what y'all are doing out there." In fact, like, I'm pretty sure they said that um, Kevin uh, O'Connell was in his earpiece trying to break down the plays for him up until the <laughs> yeah, earpiece cuts they're,
1: they're out. Cut off the communication. And then, and then
2: he went and figured out the rest on his own. And I was just like, yo, this dude is some other something other, right? Because Josh Dobbs, man, bravo to you to have been in this situation three times and acquitted yourself well three times.
1: That's incredible. And again, this is why I tell people that the Minnesota Vikings are the most unserious team in the NFL. After starting off, what was it? One and four or whatever it is. Yeah, one and four. They have now won four straight games over the Bears, 49ers, Packers, and Falcons.
2: I have no idea what to do with that because I'm not going to get out here and say that they're good. They're unserious
1: is what they are. Okay, very good. Having one four straight. They do play the Saints, though, at home.
2: Oh, boy, that's another opportunity for a win. If, hey, if,
1: now, the Saints have been playing a little bit better. You the know. Saints
2: are a frustrating franchise in and of themselves.
1: Okay, the Saints been doing all right now. And
2: no 214 Josh Dobbs is ain't no Geno Smith. Please stop that. Why you say it with such disdain? Because he's not. Oh, wow. jeez. Wow. What you want me to do? We have not done a single
1: headline, mind you. <laughs> We've done a two so far. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, including the Mavericks. Mavericks win tonight on the road. They overcome a 15-point deficit to win by 15. They get a 117-102 win over the Orlando Magic tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. Luka and Kyrie both played. Luka led the Mavericks with 29 points on 9 of 17 from the field. Paulo Banquero, 22 points on 8 of 18. Timmy Timmy Hardaway Jr. playing some good basketball still for your Mavericks. He had 21 points off the bench for your Mavericks. Derek Lively was really good as well. 10 points. Hold on. What happened?
2: I'm sorry to stop you in stride. What happened? Kyrie Irving led the team in rebounds second only to Tim Hardaway Jr.?
1: Oh, uh, no, wait. Am I reading this box score right? Does no. something not load up right? No. Tim Hardaway Jr. had six, six rebounds. Oh, wait a minute. No, they you're both right. had six rebounds. Oh, they did lead the team in rebounds tonight. Brother. What kind of nasty work is I that? I have
2: no idea what I'm looking at.
1: Because I saw Kyrie had 10 assists. He had a, oh, he was what? Four rebounds shy of a triple double tonight? Hmm. Yeah, he had 21 points and 10 assists. Uh, he also had three steals as well. Yes, and those, a
2: couple of those happened early. He he was very much active, and getting after the the long the length of the uh, Orlando Magic. They are very lengthy players. They don't really they rarely play a point guard, particularly one that's like kind of smaller. So you have the likes of six ten Franz Wagner or I believe Paolo Bancaro, is six nine right in that range. Both of those guys kind of handling the basketball. There's some opportunities for someone like a 6'2", Kyrie Irving to slide in there and steal the ball.
1: So the Mavericks now six and one on the young season. Uh, stats you need to know for the Mavericks so far this year: the Mavericks six and one record to begin the season is tied for the second best start through seven games in franchise history. Back in o two o three, they started seven and and0 while en route to going fourteen and 0 to start that season. o four o five they started six and one, finished uh, seven and one to start the year, and then this year six and one to start off with. So Mavericks playing some good basketball as they have won six of their first seven games. They're off tomorrow before they get back on the court uh, for two consecutive home games. They finally end the stretch where they alternated road and home games for each uh, of their first, you know, few games of the season. So now the Mavericks come home for two straight home games when they take on Toronto on Wednesday, and then they take on the new look los angeles clippers on friday so there you go and then they go on the road for what is four straight games uh two games in new orleans and they take on that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch them play against the washington wizards uh on the 15th of november and then ooh, a big one on saturday november 18th you know who they play that night i absolutely don't that would be the milwaukee bucks and the, the
2: kind of, uh, I don't want to say flailing, that feels a little too strong, but the the, the, the still figuring it out Milwaukee Bucks, mind you.
1: Hmm. Uh, no, Lively did not have uh, 16 and 14 tonight.
2: Yeah, that that, that was a 10-5 a and five performance in 15, 16 minutes thereabouts. Picked up 5,000, that probably tells you why those numbers are not as robust as, um, as you would hope. And yeah, Derek Lively, this is another one of those uh, lessons that he's going to have to learn is how to stay out of foul trouble, how to not pick up some of the tiki tack fouls that'll allow him to stay on the floor because he's, that's going to be necessary for him.
1: Mavericks only gave up 36 points in the second half after giving up 66 in the first half. Speaking of the NBA, uh, the evil for some has been defeated in a way because there was an announcement today when it came to diamond sports group who oversees Bally sports and what they and the NBA struck today.
2: Yeah, Diamond Sports Group came to an agreement with the NBA to carry basketball games for the 15 teams that had agreements with them through the end of this season. So, unfortunately for Mavs fans um, that have a little bit of trouble accessing Valley Sports, that is where the Mavericks will be continued to be carried throughout the course of the season. I think the upside that you're thinking about is, through this deal, it also then allows for those teams in the nba to take back their uh their streaming rights or take back their you know what is it broadcast rights is mm-hmm. the word i was looking for after this season and so at that point they can sign new deals whether they want to sign again with Bally sports or another you know broadcaster or if they want to go with their own or do some level of streaming or whatever the possibilities are all 15 teams including your dallas mavericks after the season would have that opportunity to do that so um, it possibly could be a temporary continuation with Bally. It also possibly could be a continuation after that. We don't have we have no knowledge of that. But for right now, the Mavericks will remain on Bally as long uh, along with the other fifty, or the other fourteen teams that have um, an agreement with Diamond Sports. But that could open them up to in um, in the summer of next year have an opportunity to strike a new deal with a different sports network or a different situation for the broadcast.
1: Yeah, Mark Cuban recently saying that all options are on the table when it comes to what the Mavericks could do. You know, when it comes to their television rights, and now having this deal being struck, I would imagine these teams at the end of this year start to find alternatives. And yeah, the
2: Diamond Sports situation has not been what you want, and they're Mm-mm. currently going through bankruptcy, which is how you end up with this uh, agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I th- I continue to find interesting about this is. The revenue from the rights deals and the advertising is enough to pay the rights deals. The reason why they're having issue is the way that they financed the company. And so in theory, this should not be as big of an issue as it is, but Diamond Sports kind of managed it poorly. So that makes me wonder if the NBA will have that consideration going forward or if they'll just look at it and say that the money should be fine now that they learned their lesson and they go through bankruptcy.
1: I'm interested to see if it you get a lot more direct to consumer products from these from these teams, which sure. I think may be the way to go, especially if you're wanting to control the way that the programming is yeah, disseminated. That allows
2: you to control the programming, but then that also gives you the responsibility of doing all the advertising, making it p- profitable for yourself, and that was the whole reason for for going outside to begin with. But I mean, you you maybe you assume that times are a little bit different, and they make they you know decide to go uh, differently. But I still think that there's going to be a look, there's an opportunity to look around and see who is going to pay for these rights as opposed to having to work them yourself.
1: MLB free agency is underway. Shohei Ohtani among seven MLB players to receive a qualifying offer from their respective teams. Shohei Ohtani along with Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Sonny Gray, Matt Chapman of the Toronto Blue Jays, Josh Hader of the Padres, and center fielder, first baseman Cody Bellinger of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Each received their qualifying offers currently valued at $20.325 million. These players have until 4 p.m. Eastern time on November 14th to decide whether to return to their prior teams on a one-year deal for the value of that qualifying offer. I would imagine that these seven individuals will say, actually, nah, we're good here, Uh, and we'll test free agency, especially... Shohei Ohtani.
2: Yeah, I, feel, I, have a, I have a strong feeling he's going to make significantly more than $20 million in a year.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, all these guys. I mean, you got Blake Snell and Sonny Gray. Both are Cy Young Award candidates this year. Josh Hader looks like the best reliever on the market right now as well. So Cody Bellinger is in line to make a bunch of money. Yeah, these guys will do very well in free agency. Any of those guys that you want here in Texas?
2: I think we've already talked about other the Shohei Ohtani. Than, uh, yeah, situation. Other, i should say
1: other than Shohei Ohtani.
2: Um, I mean, I understand why folks would look at the likes of like Josh Hader when it comes to the bullpen, um, and maybe maybe one of the starters as we just detailed earlier. Just the idea of having a even more robust rotation, um, while you're still waiting for the likes of um the return from Jacob DeGrom and maybe opportunity to push some of the dudes that are kind of uh, starters uh, in in, in a funky way, maybe push them into the bullpen and have more support there. But um, Shohei is the one that locks in just because of the notoriety of it. And also, I think that that's good business, right? Yeah. Obviously, any of these players, there's all these players are good players that could help your team. Only one of those players changes the bottom line. And I think when it comes to Ray Davis, if you're putting money on the table. It'd be nice to have something that you know is going to bring a whole bunch of money back, and that's what Shohei Otani is. That's the level of investment that he is. We talk in a different level, you
1: know. The Texas Rangers did not extend a qualifying offer to Mitch Garver, likely ending his time here with the Texas Rangers. But he and f- Mitch Gar—that
2: means Mitch Garver would be on that twenty point three something. 3 something One year deal, and I think that was just a little bit of a bridge too far. For these uh, for these Rangers right now.
1: He'll forever be a hero around here, though. Gotta be. That's for damn Shout sure. Shout out to the man. Uh, speaking of the, those Rangers real quick before we go to break, uh, it's award season also in Major League Baseball, and several of your Texas Rangers are up for the biggest prizes in Major League Baseball. Three, or, in fact. That's right. Uh, the AL MVP, most va- the Most Valuable Player Award finalists: Shohei Otani, Corey Seager, and Marcus Simeon are your three award finalists for most valuable player in the American League. Bruce Bocci, uh one of three candidates for AL Manager of the Year. Now, I don't want y'all to get mad at me. What are you doing right now? What are you about to say? Here's what should happen. Bruce Bochi should win. Okay, I
2: thought that was the one you were going to get spicy on. I was like, don't do that.
1: He should win American League Manager of the Year. Agree. Unfortunately, I don't think he will.
2: Who you throwing up there,
1: uh, Brandon Hyde? Okay, hot take. That's interesting. Baltimore. Baltimore had a, a hell of a season, and you give the Rangers a lot of credit for you know bouncing him in three straight in the division series. I do think the writers will vote uh, Brandon Hyde for American League Manager of the Year because they're not going to give it to Kevin Cash again. Nah, if, ain't no way. Uh, we're we're over that, um, and so it was the idea of them winning in the playoffs. Apparently, at this point. So yeah, I think Brandon High will win. It should be, it should be Bruce Bochy though.
2: I don't remember when that when that vote get vote gets cast. I can't remember. Do y'all so. disagree
1: with that? You feel is that is that, no, a, I, is that I, a hot take? I can see.
2: I can absolutely see the logic there. It, it does track. I just trying to I'm trying to remember when the vote gets cast because depending on when the vote gets cast, I wonder if if the pressure of Bruce Bochy doing it again, right? And you know what I mean when I say yeah. it right um, this want, is a regular season award sure but yeah. you know those types of things can kind of allow you to frame the regular season a little differently sure and I think that seeing the ways that this team bonded and congealed again would make a team or maybe make a writer look back at the regular season and see okay this this is kind of amazing what they did just to get back to this point
1: uh, your NL most valuable player and finalists real quick Ronald Acuna Jr Mookie Betts Freddie Freeman Ronald Acuna Jr should run away with that I agree.
2: <laughs> With all due respect to Mookie Betts,
1: Freddie Freeman, <laughs> and Freddie for, Freeman, thanks for stopping Woo! by the booth. Hey, do yourself a favor before you go to bed tonight. Look up the numbers that Freddie Freeman had this year. Insane. Why would
2: you say? Well, why wouldn't you just we would just do the Googles right? Well, quick. I'm just
1: saying because you know we can go to break real quick.
2: Yeah, but we can. I mean, I can still do the Googles, <laughs> and we'll bring we'll bring you the Freddie Freeman numbers next segment. Why not? Why not?
1: Those are your headlines here on this Monday night. Here on the Get Right. Coming up next. Well, little college football roundup in what was a wild weekend, in Texas, in college football. We'll detail it next in the get right.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
1: Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers 105.3, the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Chris Strong, holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckred.com, text line 877-881-1053. A little college football roundup from a busy weekend in the world of college football, including USC finally – Doing the right thing, Spike Lee, uh, when it came to their defense. We'll get into that here in just a moment. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg. That's all if you want to get at us on Twitter. Uh, but we start, though, in Michigan. Is Michigan finally about to get in trouble for uh, all their uh, shenanigans they've been pulling over the last however long it's been now at this particular point? Oh, that's
2: a great question. Um, Will Big Ten football punish Michigan football? I'm actually not certain at this point because I have not kept up with this over the weekend.
1: Uh, Well, it looks like the Big Ten's informed Michigan it might face disciplinary action. Very good. Uh, The Big Ten formally notified Michigan that it could be finally facing disciplinary action from the league. The letter sent to Michigan is part of the Big Ten's (laughs) sportsmanship policy, which requires a notice of disciplinary action. Quote, in the event it becomes clear... That an institution is likely to be subjected to disciplinary action. Of course, the NCAA is investigating Michigan for illegal off-campus scouting and sign-stealing. Uh, but Big Ten Commissioner Tony uh, Petiti has the authority to impose discipline under sportsmanship policy before they link the NCAA investigative and infractions process concludes there. So. Yeah, man,
2: this is basically you are not going to mess with the money situation.
1: Yeah. Right?
2: I think we kind of understand it that. Uh, there's some level of like stealing signs. That's just a part of the game, but Michigan with, you know, the Connor stallions report, just all learning more about that. What's become, you know, blatantly apparent is that they kind of, they, they went above and beyond what seems to be fair game or at the very least, at the very, very least we're stupid enough to get caught. And the thing about that is that now all of us out here are talking about it. And when it comes to the big 10, that's not good for business. What business? TV negotiation business? And so with that being the case, no no no, we can't let y'all mess with this. We gotta make it seem like we're taking care of this, and so y'all might have to deal with this. Um, I'm very interested on in what the actual um sanctions or whatever are going to be. Because if it rises to the to the level of we are not gonna allow you to participate in the Big Ten championship, I'm very intrigued on how that goes for postseason play for Michigan because
1: they are good enough, especially beat if they beat Ohio State.
2: Right, they are good enough to be considered still, but there are enough teams that are interesting that if it does not quite shake in the way that you want it to for them, like there are other teams that the the college football playoff could take and completely leave them out. Now, would I do that? I can't. I can't imagine that I would. Looking at what it is right now, but should that happen, I think that could make this kind of spicy. As we get to picking that final four.
1: If they get left out of postseason play and banned from the Big Ten championship game, which subsequently would take them out of the college football playoff, I think they fire Jim Harbaugh.
2: Well, this is the thing. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to be long for that situation, anyways. As we know,
1: he's not going to quit.
2: If there's an opportunity that comes available to him,
1: right? From, from where? The NFL. It's not common. They're not touching him within a ten foot pole right now. They're not going to touch him. You say that? People get desperate. I don't think they. I don't think the NFL is in the business of touching Jim Harbaugh right now. For a head coaching job.
2: This is the thing about Jim Harbaugh. For the first, I don't know, three seasons, it'll be good. He will get that thing together, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the Jim Harbaugh thing. Ultimately, he is grading. He he does not seem to get, get along with his boss as well. Shout out to Jed York. <laughs> that's right. But if the results are there, some of these teams right now are hiring dudes and not getting results that they that they're sick of, right? So if you can guarantee some level of we can get something done. I think you got to remember, like, the results on this in the NFL is what they they care about the most to let themselves do some of the whack stuff that they end up doing anyways in the NFL. So, yeah, no, man, like, might as well go get that dude as he has been making googly eyes with the NFL for three, four seasons at this point. It's
1: been a while. Uh, On the field this weekend, though, some very interesting action taking place, including what happened in the Pac-12 this weekend. Washington drops 52 on USC. Finally enough to get Alex Grinch out the paint as he's been fired. As a defensive coordinator for Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans, it only Trojans. took them
2: ruining three years of Caleb uh, Caleb Williams' career.
1: Right. the USC Trojans defense has given up 265 points in their last six games. Is that good? It's horrendous. Okay,
2: very good. Yeah, no,
1: th- this is like this is a thing that you just kind of know in college
2: football circles. Everybody kind of laughs about the idea that Alex Rynch is there because you know it's not a good defense um and it, they they waited too long to make this move that there's not really a redeeming or a redemption uh, arc for this for this no. USC team and that's the thing that's the saddest about it but hey man Lake Riley was just content with it and so that's where you are it really does stink for
1: Caleb Williams speaking of uh, his former team Oklahoma who season hopes of a Big 12 championship college football playoff those are officially gone now after losing in the final game of Bedlam.
2: Oh, you say that those are gone. I mean I think they're done. In favor of Hoomst. You think Oklahoma State is the one to look
1: for for the Big Twelve Championship? Because right as of right I now. I mean, as of right now, it's them in Texas.
2: Yeah, those those would be your teams at which gross. Um
1: and they own the tiebreak over Oklahoma, so Oklahoma has to finish better than Oklahoma State to get to the Big Twelve title game. I
2: do have to look at what that uh, Oklahoma State schedule is going on. And they have settled into like a workable circumstance, but depending on who they face, this could get a little tight. But no, I think I think that's also a fair situation to look at. Uh, is that Oklahoma might have fumbled the bag, and really, you know what I'm most mad about is not the idea that they have, you know, kind of harmed their dream, uh, the dream of getting to the Big 12 championship game and winning that on the way out. What really upsets me the most is you look at the season history, or not the season, the, the world, the long time history. Of bedlam, of bedlam, <laughs> and the the real fact of the matter is, we have the joke that anything can happen in bedlam, except Oklahoma State winning, and that is backed <laughs> by facts, bubba. Please understand that is backed by real hard facts, except forever and always until they actually find a way to schedule some level of uh, out of conference matchup.
1: When, which who knows when that will be?
2: Oklahoma State, it decided or is going to be the final the final winner in this. And they ruined the joke for me.
1: And I'm so upset. Thanks for
2: nothing, Oklahoma. This is the one thing we needed you to do.
1: The only person more upset about that is Carter. Carter Freeman. And Chris Arnold. He wasn't too thrilled yesterday about that either. Uh, dreams of Remain Alive for Texas, though. Shout out to your K State Wildcats for pushing the Texas Longhorns in Austin over the weekend. Before we
2: go forward, I just want to give you uh-huh. the bedlam, the the, win, the wins and mm-hmm. losses. Um, you have Oklahoma State winning 91 of them. You've got... Ohio or Oklahoma State, I don't know why I said Ohio, Oklahoma State winning 20 and then seven ties.
1: 91, 20, and seven all time?
2: That is what Oklahoma, has, or Oklahoma is, yes. So what
1: kind of bedlam were we actually talking about here?
2: Oklahoma can win by a lot or they can win by a little. Okay, got That it. was the point. Got it. Except got it. the final time where Oklahoma State actually won because Oklahoma just would not get their act together. Kept getting the ball away. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> um. Anyways, you're moving on to Texas and Kansas State. Um, hey man, Kansas State in that first half was looking like what it what it feels like. Um, they're just not as solid of a team as they have been in the past. And then Texas, they were just mauling them boys on the line. Yeah. And ultimately, in its essence, this game is about blocking and tackling. And what you saw was the you know the the three hundred pound dudes, three hundred plus pound dudes on the defensive line showing up. You saw the offensive line doing what they needed to do. Except Kansas State. Um, if there's one thing they're gonna do. Is that they're gonna make it tough. Your yeah, man Will Howard kept
1: him in in the second half. Will How- Will Howard got a little game to him. Yeah.
2: Um I I honestly am kind of uh, not entirely amazed because this is the thing about the University of Texas, is that they like playing around a little bit. And honestly, what this came down to is look, man, they need that Quinn Ewers. If they do not get Quinn Ewers playing, the, like the ceiling on this team is capped. Malik Murphy um can do enough, but he is not consistent enough. You saw the second half where he simply just was not the same as the first half and it looked a lot a lot like uh you know when when Malik Murphy first came into the game uh, a week or two ago if I'm my memory is starting to fade there. Yeah, that was the second start, yeah. Um and so yeah man this this is this is the problem. You need Quinn Ewers cuz I imagine also if Arch Manning could do better he would be playing right now, right? I imagine Ooh. the way that the season is going like uh, that the, that trying to hit that that uh peak is more important than that red shirt. I think if Arch Manning could give you better he would be giving you better. They need Quinn Ewers back like yesterday um if they actually want to do this and like really try and see this thing out to its ultimate conclusion which is trying to make the college football playoff and possibly win a national championship
1: speaking of the college football playoff and the national championship alabama remains in the driver's seat now in the sec west yeah we get an okie doke, dog i what i tried i tried to tell you you did try to tell me i tried to tell you and the
2: the problem is right this is not this is not your your this is not your dad's oklahoma it's not your older brother's oklahoma and yet and still, Nick Saban's like, we're going to get this done. Um, they they have figured out their way to get things done. Again, they do not look like the world beaters that they can look like or they have looked like last five, ten years. Um, but
1: That offense is special right now. They're
2: doing enough. And what they decided, they figured out, look, man, when it comes down to Jalen Milrow, he will throw the football. He has a level of, of running to him. We will utilize that in a certain way. And they got things done. They got they got done what they needed to get done. And ultimately, uh, the big the, the, the um, I was about to call it the Big 12. The SEC um, is kind of what it typically is. They tried to make it look a little spicy, but it will still come down to the two that you know it to come down to, which is Georgia and Alabama. Ain't that funny? Yeah. From the 785, haters, OSU won two of the last three and did it without cheating in half a team of oh, wow. Okay. woman beaters, you say. Okay. Oh, wow. okay. Um, Sure, they have won two of the last three. That is fair. Did I not just give you the, the long-time record? Like, I do understand. I understand what you're saying. When it comes down to this, Oklahoma State typically loses. What have you this done game. for me lately? And look, they've won two of the last three. That is good. I'm not really speaking to like the cheating, whatever, man. Um also, like, you you realize when people start getting onto the like, hey man, they was cheating. <laughs> I was like, you don't you don't feel a little bit
1: anyways. Speaking um, of cheating that's what them referees was doing in Athens this past weekend in oh, georgia is that, is that what you're saying happened
2: Man. to your missouri tigers y'all
1: just y'all get out class look he, i mean ultimately we did but for the second year in a row we gave georgia everything they could handle it was it was a good fight it was a good fight of game uh but georgia ultimately prevails over missouri 30 to 21 their championship uh hopes remain alive and they they're on a collision course with alabama for the SEC title once again as Georgia's looking to make it three national championships in a row but georgia after playing them again and playing them tough i'm not like i'm in they're a good football team but i'm not like you know blown away by georgia i don't know uh, that there right is now. a
2: blown away team in the nation right now like is, is there a team that you get that you get blown away by at all across the nation mm-hmm. i mean not really and I think that's kind of where we are now. Georgia, they're starting to play some of the tougher parts of their schedule. Michigan has an opportunity to give you a little bit of that as they play some of the tougher parts of the schedule. But really outside of that, this this, this is as open of a landscape as, as it possibly could be um, of a year while also still having some really ta- talented teams at the top. Um, real quick, I have to give a mea culpa to uh, Dabo Swinney and Clemson. Um, and just generally to everybody else for believing in Notre Dame in any way, shape, or form. What I tell you? Yeah, Sam Hartman, not the answer.
1: Notre, Notre Dame, a bunch of frauds. Y'all want them back so bad every year. And even Dabo was like, actually, no, we're good on that.
2: From the 940, wasn't KG calling for Drinkwits to get fired last year? Sure everybody was. was. Everybody, everybody was.
1: was. Don't, even, don't even worry about that everybody was. Don't even like him as our head coach still, but you know what? And he will,
2: he will continue to be there. Shout out to you. That's right.
1: Uh, thank you, Eight 0 6 Got to agree with KG. The rest were pretty awful in that game. Had chances for sure to beat Georgia. We sure did.
2: And yet, and still. Also, like Alabama beating LSU, it should be mentioned, uh, Jaden Daniels was hooping up until he got that injury. Yes. And that was not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised that they brought him back out because it seemed fairly clear that that was not going to work out well. They brought him back out. And I was like, okay, maybe I did not see that right for a single play. Like, he was about to get out there and run it. And then he went back into that blue tent, and we did not see him again for the end of the game. That really does stink for him in LSU. That um, they have they look really good when he's out there, but without him, they just we're not going to match up.
1: Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington are your top five in the AP poll. Followed. I do feel
2: bad for Florida State because I'm just not talking about them that much, but they are good at football. They're just though. rolling. They are good at football. Yeah,
1: they're rolling right now uh, to the SEC to ACC title. Uh, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Penn State, Ole Miss make up your top 10. Ole Miss, the yeah. uh, top 10 team in the country.
2: They they handled A&M in a game that I definitely didn't watch, so I don't want to speak on. I uh, will say that.
1: Big one coming up this week in the Big Ten, though, when it comes to uh, Penn State, when you look at their schedule as they are taking on Michigan.
2: Yeah, I like how Penn State decided to bring have none of the smoke for Ohio State, but all of it for Maryland. Shout out to you, Penn State, <laughs> for being the most Penn Statey football team that I could possibly imagine. Also, from the 214, we need a top eight instead of a top four soon. Don't worry about it. This is the last year under the four format. They are expanding to 12. So um, whatever, whatever y'all's hearts desired from that, you get it from, you'll get it next year. But I, I, I will always tell you, I, this has always been my stance. You're not going to find what you're looking for just by adding more teams. There's just going to be more teams and more games. And that's fine. (laughs) And more controversy. Let me tell you, it's not going to fix the things that you're hoping to fix. It's
1: a little college football round up. Wow, I don't know what that is. Round up. We're getting
2: ready to round up this show. That's what it means. (laughs) That means we are are about cooked on
1: this evening. It's the final call mercifully next. Well, the Jets just down bad. (laughs) We're watching the highlights of the Jets and the Chargers from Monday Night Football. Zach Wilson. Yikes. That Chargers defense, which has been much maligned all season, uh, came through in a big way tonight in the 27-6 win over the Jets on Monday night football. Eight
2: sacks, three fumble recoveries. Is My goodness. Nasty
1: work. Nasty work. It's final call here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105. through the Fan, your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. We'll be back with you tomorrow night from 7 to 11 p.m. as we are every Monday through Friday now. Rangers have completed their World Series championship victory. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atula. Before we get out of here on this uh, Monday night, shout out to the Mavericks for sure. They get to win the night, overcoming a 15 point deficit to defeat the Orlando Magic on the row. six and one now on the young season.
2: It is funny that you decided to play Lauren Hill there. Is that did you do this in, on purpose, Chris? No, no, okay. no, at all. Okay, so you didn't hear that she was out here talking about how y'all should be grateful for her even showing up on stage, even though she's always showing up late to her own concerts that she sets the time for. I heard she was in town. Yeah, Fort Worth. Did, did she say that in Fort Worth? I don't know where she said that. Uh, I believe that was. I don't remember where it was, but um, I just find it hilarious. At this point, if you show up to a Lauren Hill concert and she she's late, that's on you. You're doing it to yourself. Yeah, this yeah. This There's a long record of it. I just find it incredible that she was like, y'all should have known. Y'all lucky I even show up, which is crazy.
1: That's a wild thing.
2: That is wild. Um, I guess another thing I should get off my chest right now. Oh, just remember that tomorrow, uh, November 7th is Election Day. So if you want to do your civic duty, you know, show up to your polling location, probably do a little research because it's I'm pretty sure it's mostly uh, Texas state uh, constitution amendments propositions. I think those those are mostly you know, obviously I can't speak for everybody in every locale. Maybe you have some election or some um, race happening. But yeah, go ahead and take a take a look at what's happening. If you have an opportunity, go go vote. Do your civic duty, be a part of society, so on and so forth.
1: Congratulations are in order for Andrea Carter. Oh, what's
2: she get she get a new job, she get more responsibilities?
1: She will become the first woman with a permanent role on ESPN's basketball's college game day show. According to front office,
2: of very course. nice, very nice. I always forget about the the basketball college game day, um, but I guess maybe that's just because I have not been paying a lot of attention to it lately. Because it felt like it was always good for reminding me of the start of this of my basketball season, which is once uh, Duke North Carolina hits, um, which actually that should be that should be coming back around to some level of uh, interest, right? Like those teams are supposed to be some level of good.
1: No, for sure. Like uh, now, now
2: it's college basketball season. I have to actually tap in. That's right. Which, as you can tell, I have not fully done yet. Um, <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna learn about college basketball together, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, you can definitely learn it from Andrea Carter because she's fantastic. Very good at hoops. Yeah. Very good. Very well deserving for her, uh, and her new job there with the ESPN College Game Day. Speaking of uh, college basketball, the highest paid coaches in women's college basketball.
2: I'm guessing Don and uh, Gino are up there?
1: Uh, Not as much as Kim Mulkey.
2: Oh, that's right. Forgot Kim Mulkey be bringing him in.
1: Kim Mulkey makes $3.2 million per year. Gino Riem a 2.9. Don Staley, 2.7. Vic Schaefer, the head coach of Texas, Mm -hmm. makes 1.8. Jeff Walls of Louisville, 1.52 million.
2: I guess I never think. Honestly, forget about Louisville. So that's my fault. I don't know
1: why Don Staley is the highest paid coaching women's college basketball. She should
2: be. I I was thinking about it recently. She's been there sixteen years.
1: Long time. Which I
2: honestly, it's it's easy for me to forget.
1: Yeah. So, there you go. But yeah, college basketball is back. Just another thing for us to think about.
2: Yeah, I started getting scores. Uh, you know, pushed to my getting push notifications. The University of Houston beat ULM down so bad. I forget, this is the time of year where everybody's in their tournaments or playing playing teams that they absolutely should not be on the same court with. <laughs> and they beat them by, like, 50 points. I was like, good God. Oh, have some, like, can, can you have some uh, have some mercy? <laughs> also, shout out to the University of Texas-Arlington, my uh, alma mater for getting win number one as uh, they picked up a win. Uh, Who did they play again? Oh, my goodness. They played, uh, nope, that's not the one because that is the University of Texas. Uh, where is that game? I forgot it. I lost it, but they did win tonight. That's one thing I do know.
1: That's all that matters. They won. Just like the Rangers who won the world Mm, series. You do love to hear it. That's going to be our, just our default go-to thing at any time. The Rangers won the world series. They won the world series. I appreciate the hard work of my man, Chris strong on this Monday night. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. As you celebrate the Texas Rangers. winning the world series. Uh, for my partner.
2: Maybe Oral Roberts. That's what it was, 75-71.
1: Okay. My partner, Reginald Atitula. My name is Kevin Gray. This has been the Get Right of Reggie KG on 105 Through the Fame. We're back with you tomorrow from 7 to 11 p.m. Get your day started with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Jerry Jones at 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning on 105 Through the Fame. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you later. Be easy.